Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. With today's show, we're completing season 15, and there's 13 episodes to each season. So you do the math. (laughs) And our theme for this season has been your psychic life. So we decided to round up our season by exploring what it really means to live the miracle, and what living your psychic life has to do with that. I love talking about living the miracle. Of course, our show is always about living the miracle, and everything we explore and discuss in each episode addresses some aspect of living your psychic life. Today, however, we wanted to present more of a bird's eye view a kind of overview of what it means to live the miracle and the essential role living your psychic life plays in that process. I'm sure that most people have some kind of idea about what a miracle is or what it might be. Whether you have experienced a miracle that's happened to you personally, witnessed one happening to others or in the world, or you've read or heard about one, You might feel that a miracle is a rarity and something extraordinary that happens infrequently at best. You might believe that if it happens, it usually happens to other people in amazing situations or those who truly deserve them, quote unquote. Yet a miracle is available to any and all of us anytime. Just because a miracle is readily available and seemingly doesn't play favorites to any type or class of people, it doesn't make a miracle any less remarkable. Miracles come in every kind of form. Some miracles are dramatic and involve many people, whereas others may be experienced quietly by one or two people. Some miracles we all hear about, while many others we may never know ever happened. What do you consider to be a miracle? How do you determine whether something you experienced is actually a miracle or not? In fact, often what one person considers to be miraculous, another simply ignores it as nothing at all. One way or another, most of us may agree that a miracle is truly something out of the ordinary. A reputable doctor declares that you have three months at most to live due to you having an incurable disease. Three months later, you are parasailing, scuba diving, and training for the triathlon, inexplicably completely free of the illness. Would you consider that a miracle? To a new mother, looking into the bright eyes of her newborn child may be the greatest miracle of all. An artist might behold a single rose in her garden as a true miracle. Millions of hockey fans agreed with ABC TV sportscaster Al Michaels when he screamed on the broadcast, Do you believe in miracles? Yes. When the young, severely underdog American hockey team won over the veteran Russian team in the final seconds of an elimination game, 
in the 1980 Winter Olympics. (laughs) Miracles come in every size, shape, color, and flavor. One common factor that makes a miracle a miracle is that it is never expected. In Oscar Wilde's An Ideal Husband, a four-act play unfolding around blackmail and political corruption and reflecting upon the theme of public and private honor, Lady Chevalier, the femme fatale in the story, thinks to herself after learning of Lord Phipps' thoughtfulness, quote, to expect the unexpected shows a thoroughly modern intellect, unquote. Most people tend to assume and expect the expected. (laughs) They normally think inside the same box, as the saying goes, that they always think within. Then, when their expectations are not met, they become disappointed, disjointed, or in some other way disturbed. What makes people insist that their expectations be met? Simply put, it's fear, isn't it? We create expectations in our mind about what would happen or how it would happen in order to retain a sense of safety and security and therefore control. Everything is under control so we're safe and secure. Nothing out of the ordinary will happen. No surprises. Yet, if we are resistant to surprises, we would inadvertently be limiting ourselves from not only unpleasant surprises, but wonderful surprises as well. If we shut our mind to being surprised and experiencing the unexpected, we would be closing the door to having any sort of miracles. Although Lady Chevalier may have been an untrustworthy and potentially dangerous woman to befriend, she may have dropped a pearl of wisdom in Oscar Wilde's story. To expect the unexpected shows a thoroughly modern intellect and By the way, as a writer, you know, all those characters came from Oscar Wilde's mind, so that was really from Oscar Wilde. We could interpret that sentiment as keep your mind open to new possibilities and consider that totally unexpected situation may arise in our lives. We would be we would then be more prepared to respond well to unpleasant, unexpected situations but even more be open to have wonderful surprises in our lives, even the miraculous ones. Miracles always take us out of living in our expected boxes. When you live according to your expectations, you can only live in your past. After all, what are your expectations based on? Expectations can only be based on your past those experiences that you've already, well, experienced. Expectations can never be based on what you haven't experienced sometime in your past. Some people may argue, but but what about some people's stranger expectations seemingly based on things they never experienced before, such as the case of a little girl being terrified of being suffocated to death when everyone knows she's never experienced anything close to being suffocated in her young life. Those types of phobias are invariably tied to traumatic experiences carried over from previous lifetimes. When you consider that you've been through so many different kinds of incarnations prior to your current one, you can almost say you've been there, done that, about anything you could imagine in some lifetime. 
But a miracle is exempt from all expectations. It's the experience we have that is not only thoroughly unexpected, but we could hardly have imagined it ever happening or happening in the way it did. It joggles our mind. Initially, it disturbs us because it was so, well, unexpected. It was not from our past. A miracle only comes from the present moment, here and now. Well, yes, a miracle can only come in the present moment because that's the only time we can access spirit. Since spirit is eternal and limitless, it has no past or future. It merely is. Yet, in our experience here in the world defined by a linear passage of time and movement over distance through space, we constantly think in terms of a past, a future, and what we assume is our current experience. Yet, is the past or the future true? We believe that what we already experienced is our past and what we have yet to experience or we plan to experience later is our potential or likely future yet when we experience what we already experienced what we experienced was a moment by moment in our present in each of those moments mm-hmm. as we experience life We make an image of each moment that we call our memory. When we think about the past, we call up those memory pictures in our mind and assume that those pictures constitute our past. However, those pictures are not our past. They are merely memory pictures we retain in our mind as what we already experienced. Also, How accurate are our memories of what we experienced in the past? For most of us, they're not anywhere near as accurate as we might believe. So true. (laughs) Why? Because we all have a very bad habit of adding a lot of our afterthoughts and feelings about some of the experiences we had to have to, to those memory pictures. For example, We experience something and then immediately or shortly thereafter, we add our pictures of judgment, emotional and mental reactions about that experience, opinions, and so on to our original experience. All of those additions are not inherent within our original experience. We made up all of those images after the fact, so to speak. For example, If our original experience was that of tripping on a child's toy that we didn't see at first on the sidewalk and of falling and hitting our head on the ground, that's what actually happened and what we initially experienced. Yet, as we get over our surprise and wipe the little blood off of our head and where we banged it on the concrete and then dust ourselves off, we have uh, an reaction of anger and blame. We create our afterthoughts of pictures of judgment, such as what kind of parents let those kids just leave their toys on the sidewalk for someone to trip over? What's wrong with these kids these days? Don't they have any sense of responsibility? I could have been seriously injured. What if if I was an elderly person with weaker bones? 
I was just enjoying a beautiful day until someone's carelessness ruined it. Pointy fingers, pointy fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and now, on top of everything, I'm late for work and it's going to cost me. And this can go on and on and on for some people. <clears throat> None of those afterthoughts are real or true. They're just imagined possibilities and judgments about what happened and what we might have experienced. They are not real experiences we had, but our experience of the pictures we created after the experience based on our memory of that experience. Huh, that's a couple times, more than a couple times removed <laughs> from the actual experience. So these are merely images we created in our mind about the image we created about our memory of our experience. <laughs> I say that 10 times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is part of how a person ends up living primarily in their past pictures, mostly those that they, are, that they created as afterthoughts and reactions to their original experiences. <clears throat> then the person would live much more in their images of expectations in their mind rather than experience life as it really is. Yet, most of us regularly assume that we are living completely in the present. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of course, I'm here now. <laughs> in fact, if someone asked you how you are now, would you say something like, I've been fine? That's not necessarily your experience of this very moment, but of how you've been as a kind of a summary over the re recent past, right? In a way, that's a more accurate answer. <laughs> <laughs> of course, by the time someone ask you, asks you how you are right now, oh, that right now moment would already be way past. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, let me go catch it. <laughs> this is the challenge in this temporal world to truly experience the real present moment. That is part of what makes experiencing miracles seemingly a rare event for most people. The great news is that you only need a moment of eternity to experience a miracle that keeps giving over time. Every miracle I have ever experienced or even witnessed has profoundly affected my entire life. In fact, the experiencing of a miracle changes your whole life, not just your future after that miracle. Since a miracle is eternal or timeless, it affects both what you consider your past as well as your future. The miracle you experience may not change the events of your past, but it certainly changes your perception and experience of your past. A miracle also changes the way you see everything so that how you relate and respond to everything in your life from that point on changes as well. It's important to remind yourself to be more present in this present moment regularly. But it's usually easier to remind yourself to become more aware of spirit now. As you practice paying attention and being aware of spirit or the limitless eternity of the undivided. You train your awareness to keep that in its sight more. 
you're practicing to tune your awareness to the vibration of spirit more than the vibration of the world. This is not for you to become oblivious to the world or become unconscious in the world, but for you to become more aware of everything in relationship to the overall background of the limitless or of truth. Remember, truth shall set you free. That means that the more aware you become of the truth, the freer you will be from any and all constraints of the world. The world will continue to go on, but you will be less negatively impacted by anything in it. You begin to live more the miracle of your eternal life as the spirit that you are than as a separate body isolated from what is and always will be. What helps you to do that is living your psychic life. Living your psychic life is the practice of living your miracle. When you live more of your psychic life, you begin to live more of the miracle. Living your psychic life means living your life as a psychic being or as your psychic self rather than limiting yourself as a body-based person. Remember also that your psychic self is yourself as an immortal soul. You are a spiritual being experiencing the world through your mind-body. When you're living primarily as a body-based personality in the world, you rely on your intellect to live your life. Yet your intellect is merely a tool for survival. It can help you survive as a body-based person, but it can't help you fulfill your true purpose for being here in the first place, heal you, or lead you to your ultimate freedom. You need to use your intuitive knowingness and other psychic abilities to accomplish those things. Well, we're coming up on our first break already. I can't wow. believe it. That was quick. And we wanted to invite you to join us for our next teleclass, Your Journey and Your Destination, Energy Work to Heal Your Work Life. And this is part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series. Everyone's invited. It's happening on Saturday, November 13th, so just in a few weeks, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. You'll learn how to do psychic energy work to help you make every aspect of your work life not only more productive and less problematic, but also more fun. For all the details and to sign up, go to our November events calendar section on our website, which is micheltamora.com, M-I-C-H-A-E-L. T as in Tom, A-M as in Mary, U-R-A.com. Or call our office and speak with our wonderful assistant, Noelle, at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, Pacific time, Monday to Friday. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes to continue with Live Your Psychic Life and Live the Miracle. We'll be right back. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. 
That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer, the award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. We've been exploring how you can learn to live your psychic life, and live the miracle. It's definitely a lifelong journey and always a work in progress. So let's continue with what you can do to live your psychic life every day and live more of the miracle of your soul life. I'm going to give it to Michael because he has more to say. Yeah, and and we're each uh, work in progress. <laughs> yeah, indeed we are. Yeah, before the break, I was talking, starting to talk more about you know living the how to how to live your psychic life. What would help you to live more of your psychic life every day, so that so that you can start experiencing a lot more miracles and and live miraculously you know which which has to do with kind of living outside the box and creating something new it doesn't have to be every single moment you have to create something new but but you know that's the idea uh so whenever especially when you need something to change in your life well how do we create change well create something new instead of keep on staring at the past so what else would help you live more of your psychic life every day? You know, the most basic practice would be to pay attention and be aware. So we'll, we'll start kind of at the very basic level of, all right, what, what gets you going on living more of your psychic life instead of, instead of living more of your bodily-based personality life, you know? I want this, I want that, and, and I got to do this, and I got to do that, and you, know, you got to do this in order to do that, and all those kinds of things. That's totally based on the body and the intellect trying to survive. <clears throat> but, yeah, it's important to survive, but <laughs> you got to get past that sooner or later, right? And the most basic practice to just get going is to pay attention more. And be aware. I, I can't stress that enough where people think, yeah, awareness is great. That's a good starting point. But awareness is where most of the power is, the power to change. You'd be surprised that instead of invalidating your awareness just because, oh, I'm aware of this bad situation and, and I can't do anything about it. I don't know what to do about it. And, and so I'm no good. And, 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 you know, oh, this is terrible. <clears throat> All that stuff. 
ah, guess what happens? You start with awareness, which is incredibly important. But you, and if you do what I just kind of dramatized, (laughs) is you start to invalidate the awareness you had going. Then once you invalidate the awareness, you're not aware anymore. You're thinking about the past. You're not aware of the present. And it's the awareness where the power is to change. So when you are aware, if you don't invalidate your awareness, you can continue to be aware and you'll you'll start to experience a little bit at least of the miracle, sometimes a lot of it. Because as you continue to be really aware and then deep more deeply aware, everything you're aware of begins to change. And change, not just randomly change, but change for the better. Because awareness is of spirit. It's of the undivided. So whenever you bring awareness, it's really, you can say, you're you're shining the light on the subject. And especially if the subject matter you're shining the light on, you're aware of, becoming more aware of, is is an unpleasant situation or destructive or, or unhealthy kind of a situation or person or thing, then, oh, what happens when you shed light? Ah, the darker part starts, you know, the darkness goes away as the light shines more brightly, right? Yeah, that's awareness. Well, I always say, to my students that most of spiritual growth is reminding yourself. Yep. I mean, that's that's it. What do we do as spiritual teachers? We just remind everybody all the time. <laughs> We're like your your alarm clock, you know, and <laughs> okay, you've set it up for, you know, once a month or <laughs> once a week or whatever. And we, we go, brrr, reminder, reminder, wake up, time to wake up. <laughs> so, so reminding yourself regularly throughout the day to check in with your inner psychic self and spirit. Ah, that's really simple. It's it's just remind. Oh yeah, oh yes, inner, my inner psychic self. Yes, spirit. Okay, it's just reminding yourself. Don't care how you do it. You you could have a post-it note all over the. Yeah, I, I visited. I was using uh, this really nice woman uh, who was uh, out of town, like three months or six months at a time uh, because she lived in two different states. And this, she had this beautiful, I mean, it was just gorgeous, almost everything handcrafted down to the, to the, you know, floor and everything. And, and just amazing uh, craftsmanship. She, she just, yeah, it's a tiny house, but, but, you know, she just lived by herself. So she said, oh, yeah, I'm going to be gone these months, you know, if you want to come and, and if you want to do your private sessions and everything like that, I, I would love it. Because she knew the energy would be really great when she got back. <laughs> so I was kind of the psychic housekeeping service for a little while. And, and, uh, so I'd sit there, but the funny thing that when I first arrived, of course, she was already gone and left the key for me, and I get in, and every step I took, it didn't matter where my face was, you know, where my eyes were uh, facing, everywhere she had a, a, one of those little yellow post-it notes, and each one said, breathe, 
she was a yoga teacher <laughs> and she was an avid practitioner of pranayama, of breathing exercises. And so, and she really felt that that's the starting point, right? Which is great. Again, what was she doing? She was reminding herself <laughs> to remember to breathe, to consciously breathe, right? So she put post-it notes pretty much everywhere she would be able to, you know, she couldn't take a step in her own house without somewhere seeing a post-it note that in big letters said, breathe. Yeah, you can't forget. Even if you try to ignore it, it you know, you might miss one or two or three of those post-it notes because your your head is in the clouds or whatever. But sooner or later, you, you know, you're going to have to pay a little more attention. Like if I wanted to go into the refrigerator, first thing, I, I reach for the handle and there's a post-it note right in the middle, right at the eye level that says breathe. <laughs> I open the door <laughs> and on the on the little, you know, uh, doorway to the freezer at the top, it's it's got another post-it note that's taped on that said breathe. <laughs> I had the best time. And I think I was able to breathe like no other time in my life <laughs> because of all the reminders. It was great. And I and every time I saw those little post-it notes, I didn't only remind myself to breathe, but I, I remind myself to to laugh, to smile, to to be in great amusement. So reminders, however you do. I, and I had a student once who who had you know one of those inexpensive Casio uh, electronic watches that has you can set the timer for uh, reminding you every you know, 15 seconds or every hour or whatever you want to set it up for. And what he did, he was a business guy. And, and one meeting to another and very stressful day and everything. So when she, he was studying with me, he'll learn a new psychic tool and he wanted to make sure to practice it. But because of his busyness uh, and, and stress and everything, it's so easy to just... Forget it, you know, for the whole day until he gets home and he's relaxing. Oh, I forgot to do any exercise, right? So he uh, decided, okay, today I'm going to practice grounding. And and he would set his uh, timer for, I think it was once every 15 minutes. And, and so, and it's very unobtrusive sound, like a beep, beep. And, and so, but he can he definitely hear it. And uh, he'd be in a very intense meeting, business meeting with a bunch of people. And all of a sudden, he'll hear the beep, beep. And um, so very uh, uh, quietly, he, he'd go, he didn't have to really just close his eyes. Or even though, you know, if he's listening or something, he <clears throat> closes his eyes just for a second. It's no problem. So he imagined that tree trunk and, and, and connect from his first chakra to the center of the earth, the grounding cord. Ah, and he said, boy, it really works. When you do, you know, when you remind yourself every 15 minutes throughout the day, especially busy, busy days, that your mind is on everything else but your practice, he said it was, it was just like, a breath of fresh air every single time I did it. And he said, probably by the 
end of the week or especially by the end of the second week of doing that every day, whether he was at work or at home, from morning till night, every 15 minutes. Beep, beep. And he said, yeah, definitely. He ignored several of those during the course of the day. Mm-hmm. But and sometimes he didn't hear it, but uh, but he got most of them, and that's all it took. He said, "Boy, I I can't even remember what it was like to not be grounded before, after just a couple of weeks." And he says, "It's completely changed my life." So everybody has, you know, be creative and imaginative. Everyone comes up with some different idea of how can I remind myself. I know for myself, uh, uh, putting a little string on your little finger, that's an old, old uh, uh, trick, right? That people, okay, if you want to really remember something, put a little string on your little finger to remind you that you, you got to remember that. Well, it doesn't work for me because I look at the string, I says, I'm supposed to remember something, but what was it? <laughs> uh, so it's it's like that, the the... One of the biggest challenges to to keeping on your spiritual path and and having your psychic practices to help you with that is reminding yourself, remembering that, oh, yeah, practice means you have to first remember to do it, (laughs) right? Thinking about it once a year doesn't work. Thinking about it once a week doesn't work. You have to remind yourself, oh, yeah, I got to do this. Beep, beep. So... Uh, and and one of the first things to to remind yourself is is what to as you as you start to come to since since living you know your psychic life means living your soul life your inner spiritual life here in this world so as soon as you start to you begin to come to in this world in the morning in your bed. When you're starting to wake up, not when you, after you jump out of bed and you're running around already, uh, as you start to come to in bed, you know, everybody kind of has that, right? Even if you have a jarring alarm clock that jolts you awake, oh, yeah, okay, I'm awake now. I, I, I'm, I'm in bed. And, and then you, you go through your process of getting out of bed and do whatever you do, okay? So as you just start to come to in bed, remind yourself, oh, yeah, turn my awareness to that which gives me everything. Or you can think of it as turn my awareness to that which is undivided, limitless, or eternal. However way you want to look at it, that's fine. Turn my attention to the inner spirit, my inner beingness, whatever it is that that works for you, remind yourself. And you don't have to spend an hour doing that. You just have to remind yourself and, oh, awareness. Yes, I'm aware. I'm becoming more aware here. And now I'm going to turn my awareness first to the inner, to the limitless. And then just, just a moment and you'll experience, whoa, something's changing. Ah, things are kind of lightening up. I'm coming to even more. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and you'll start to notice if you do that, what 
else you become aware of as you go through your day changes because you're first aware of the most important, your eternal self, your psychic being. And then you're aware of everything else in the world, in your life, from that perspective, from the center of your being, okay? Not from out there somewhere. So then everything starts to line up in your life. And you'll find you'll be able to connect the dots of, okay, what's going on here? And so another important reminder for yourself is uh, to remind yourself right from your first awakening and throughout the rest of your day is to ground yourself. I mentioned it uh, about the other guy learning that tool is remember yourself to ground yourself by imagining that tree trunk you're sitting on connecting your first chakra by the, just above the tailbone to the center of the earth and just letting everything be. Yeah. And give yourself a deep breath. And let yourself just be as you truly are. Well, we're getting to our second break now. So, and we wanted to take a moment to invite you to our annual holiday seminar weekend we normally offer in the greater Los Angeles area. But due to the circumstances of today, we're going to do it once more as a special remote for teleclass plus bonus Zoom post-class Q&A and social over the weekend of Saturday, December 4th and Sunday, December 5th. The two teleclasses for each day will go from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. and 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. all Pacific time with the post-class bonus Zoom session starting at 2.30 p.m. Pacific on that Sunday. So please be sure to mark your calendars and stay tuned for all the details in our upcoming shows website, newsletters, and social media posts. And to get on our mailing list, you just go to our website and sign up for our mailing list. Um, I send out very, very comprehensive newsletters, almost like a little website itself. If you haven't signed up yet to receive our free monthly newsletter, go to our website. Oh, I just said that, michaeltamura.com, and to sign up. Any questions you have about any of our upcoming events and classes, feel free to call our office at... 530-926-2650. Weekdays during business hours specific time. Or if you are in a foreign country and would rather not call, you would rather email. The email address is Michael Tamura Info. I N F O Michael Tamura Info at gmail.com. In just a bit, we'll return to continue with Live Your Psychic Life and Live the Miracle. We will be right back. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com and be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora. 
beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's great to have you back. We've been exploring what it means and what it takes to live your psychic life and live the miracle. Let's continue with that. Michael was talking about, before the break, practicing grounding. What else do you have to say there, Michael? Yes, and and overall, you know, again, your spiritual, a big part of your spiritual growth and practice is reminding yourself to practice whatever the practice is that's going to help you with living your psychic life and living the miracle. So grounding was one, of course. And then another one is bringing your awareness to the center of your head, being aware in the center of your head. So as you practice your grounding, remind yourself to ground yourself and check your grounding throughout the day. And that example I gave of one of my past students who who put it on his uh, watch, you know, timer <laughs> every 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be every 15 minutes, but for him, that worked. It could be every what, once an hour, whatever it is. And any amount of practice during the course, regular, consistent practice during the course of the day is going to help you. You don't have to do try to do everything all in an intense, you know, period of time. It's much, much better when you when you practice it over time, but every day, right? It's it's better to do at least a little bit every day than to save it all up for once a month. Or even once a week. Or then. once a week. Yeah. yeah. Every day is gonna be, oh yeah. And then because once you get into the uh, practice of doing something every day or a couple of times a day, then it becomes easier and easier. You start to remember it more. You're, you're reminding yourself more. Oh, yeah. And it also becomes easier because whatever tools you practice, oh, like that guy I mentioned earlier, oh, I feel so different. I can think straight. You know, my life is completely changing for the better. So then it gives you a lot more incentive to go, okay, I, I, I'm going to practice this even more. And pretty soon it just becomes part of your life. So uh, another one is to be aware in the center of your head. And, and when you do that, with that comes reminding yourself to respond to everything in your life. All your inner experiences as well as outer experiences in your life with neutrality. 
And responding in neutrality means that you let whatever or whoever be just as they already are first before you jump in and try to change something. Realize that when you encounter that person or situation that it it's already you know, they or it is already the way it is. <laughs> it's the way you find that person or the situation that's already in progress. You're, you're kind of always the Johnny come light lately, right? <laughs> you discover, oh, it didn't. It's not just happening out of nowhere right now. All of a sudden, no, it's been going on and you just happen to run into it. So whatever you may be reacting to is already done so sooner you move on from that past and create something new, the sooner that things can change for the better. Remember also when you're aware, that awareness itself starts to change things for the better from the inside, right? Yeah, what's more powerful than that? And then as that happens, as you become more and more aware you can tap into whatever your expertise or whatever you know how to do outwardly that's going to even enhance that, but not the other way around. You have to start with the awareness. Then the change already starts to go from the inside. Then everything else becomes a support for that change to accelerate it or to to support it in some way. Or move it in the right direction. Yeah, keep it moving in the right direction. So rather than crying over spilt milk, wipe it up and decide what you would like or like to do next. Iced ginger root tea sounds good just about mm. now. <laughs> or some almond milk with wild blueberries. Mm. <laughs> yes, I, uh, hey, what spilt milk? I'm, I'm already on to the next step here. And, and uh, mm. <laughs> yes, that's another important and powerful psychic tool to help you live more of your psychic life. It's called amusement. Yes, the dictionary defines amusement as the state or experience of finding something funny. That's the process that makes the greatest comedians so funny, isn't it? They're constantly looking at life, you know, looking at what's funny about everyday life experiences that most of us tend to disregard or only see in one serious way. But the person who's got the heart and the eyes of a comedian is constantly looking. It says, oh, yeah, this is a serious situation. This is something, you know, an important serious situation or, or uh, unpleasant situation. But they look at it from a different perspective, shift their, you know, they can always find some kind of a funny or amusing thing about that experience. That practice naturally requires you to look at both sides of the dichotomies of life. What is initially perceived as bad will always have a good side as well. If you look from a different perspective, from a neutral one and with a little amusement. What you first experience as great will also have a, some kind of a downside as well. But when you look at life and your experience of it, not as either or, is it good or bad, right or wrong, but as both and, or 
if it were a multiple choice question, all of the above. <laughs> you will see that life continues to be a single, undivided life, and it's all one's perception of that undividedness at any moment that colors and flavors that experience for them. So when you step back and look again from a neutral and different perspective, or with a different kinds of kind of lens, if you will, you'll experience different colors and flavors of that same experience. From that, amusement will come as you let go of the past and choose something new, preferable, something happy-making for you in the present. Well, I'd like to talk also about um, living the miracle in many different ways. One of my favorite things about living the miracle is practicing living by intuition than just logic. Um, because when you live by intuition, you follow what's correct for you rather than what seems to be correct. And sometimes they're both the same. Sometimes they're not. But my experience is living, practicing and, and enhancing and learning how to use your intuition produces happy or happier outcomes or at least better outcomes. So that's one of the things. And then the other thing is, uh, I went through a phase quite a number of years ago, uh, before CDs and all that, it was when we were still watching uh, videotapes, right? And I decided, I, you know, I've always loved the idea of miracles. I've had lots of them in my life, and I've talked about a lot of them on many of our uh, other radio shows. But one of the things that I did for a, a probably two or three years as I surrounded myself with information, stories, whatever I could get my hot little hands on about miracles. And I read miracle stories. I saw videos of miracle stories. In fact, I still have some of those. Um, and just what that does is that puts you in a miracle mindset that no matter what the situation is, that miracle energy is going to be there, even if it's something really harsh and st- sad, like if someone is, uh, let's say, very ill, they have lots of people praying for them, and they die anyway. Well, you know, what I see in the miracle of that is, number one, when a lot of people are supporting someone who is in a, Ill, on an illness path as part of their spiritual growth, Um, If they die, they take all that love and all that caring and all those prayers with them to the other side. And when you get to know spirit more and more, you know that going to the other side is an incredible and amazing place. And when that person releases from the body, um, they're no longer in that pain. You know, that sounds cliche, but it's absolutely true. And um, there's a quote in one of Gary Renard's book by one of his guides uh, Gary Renard wrote uh, Disappearance of the Universe. I don't remember which one of his books it was, but uh, his guide said something like, if you knew how incredible it was on the other side, you'd be jealous of that person. And plus, when you when when you are already caring for that person or loving them or praying for them and so forth, um, you're making their passing over process much easier for them, easier to let go. So that was one of the things I wanted to talk about. And then another is there are a lot of miracles out there that some of you just don't see at all. And I want to point them out to you. 
Um, you know how when you go on your computer and you got all those things you can choose to open the window or leave it closed or whatnot? Well, there's a lot of t- opportunities you have in life to go into something that's going to take you on a big journey. Let's say you get in a fender bender or even a major car accident with someone and you have the opportunity to heal yourself, get on with things, or you have the, also the opportunity to get back at that other person and get your uh, you know, medical expenses and sue them. Let's say it's just a fender bender and it's not a big deal, but it's going to cost a few bucks to fix your car and uh, you know, maybe a few chiropractic treatments. Are you going to open that window to go after that other person? You know, karmically speaking, maybe this is the lifetime to do that with. But using your intuition, you might find that opening some of those windows of opportunity to take you on a journey that maybe you don't want to go on um, is better left alone and better left forgiven. So that's what forgiveness does. You know, forgiveness isn't enabling someone to do something for you, but simply letting go of holding something against someone, even if you have to sue them. So this is an incredible thing. It, it sort of collapses time and gets you moving along faster. And a lot of your experiences, when you're able to let go of things a little more, that's a huge miracle. When you are, you start to be on your own spiritual path instead of having to always go off on these tangents of, and lessons that uh, some of you more advanced students really don't need anymore. So you pay attention to those. The other thing is simple things that make us upset or angry. Um, same thing. Do we want to go into that window and, and make a big deal and maybe lose that friend or, or, or you know at least push someone away or not? All right. So that was basically what I wanted to say today. And we're getting to the end of our show. So thank you for joining us. We hope that you enjoyed the show and that it's, it inspired you to live your psychic life and live the miracle yourself and have that miracle. Be sure to join us next Wednesday when we're starting a whole new season of Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll launch our new season around the overall theme of, drumroll please, <laughs> your spiritual path, psychic life, and your family. Our first show of season 16 will be your pre-birth checklist, Choosing Your Family. Remember, too, to join us for our next teleclass Saturday, November 13th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time on your journey and your destination, energy work to heal your work life as part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series. Check our website or call our office at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.